So I want to talk about portfolio diversification beyond beyond stocks and bonds. So now with Ray Dalio, let's see. Uh, let's see, Ray Dalio's uh, all-weather portfolio. It's an interesting one. In fact, it is one of my favorite portfolio theory, uh, one of my favorite portfolio theories of all time um, because it's, it goes into the whole idea of massive asset allocation. That's the best way to protect your portfolio. And I got to admit, I agree with him. Um, so if we were to look at Ray Dalio's all-weather portfolio, pulling it up real quick because sometimes I forget his exact ratios. They're very impressive. Here we go. So he believes that you should have 30% in... Hold on. Let's look at a better one. Okay, so so his the all-weather portfolio is kind of like this. And I might be wrong on these percentages. But Ray Dalio says that you need 30% of your portfolio in U.S. stocks, which... I find kind of peculiar because I do remember him saying, I thought at one point to also have international stocks. Hold on. I feel like this is a wrong. Damn it. (laughs) Why can I get a consistent all weather portfolio? Hold on. It is one of the best portfolio theories though. It's so simple, but yet so effective. Ah, okay. Maybe this is it. Okay. It's in fucking Spanish. Okay. Can't read Spanish. Skilling me, man. Uh, you guys are watching an old man struggle right now, trying to find the uh, all weather portfolio. Ah, here we go. Yeah, thirty percent stocks. Um, let's see, fifteen percent interim. Intermediate bonds and then forty percent long term bonds, seven point five percent gold, seven point five percent commodities, thirty percent stocks. Okay. The thing is for me, I don't really give a shit about volatility, and this is why I kinda like his portfolio a little bit, but not as much as you would think. Because look, if you're getting into equities, if you're getting into stocks and you're getting into good companies that pay a dividend, yeah, you're gonna see principal go crazy. You're gonna see the principal sometimes go crazy. Um now, me personally, though, I do believe you should have other things besides stocks and bonds. I think stocks are important. I think bonds are important if you want to get consistent payouts. But I do believe it's important to hold things like commodities and things like gold. Commodities, of course, being like oil, um, rice, you know, <laughs> things like that. Um but I do think oil, for instance, is, is a very valuable commodity. I think gold is, silver, um, just anything with some rarity but real utility, I think is a good thing. And uh, that's why I'm such a big fan of Ray Dalio's all-weather portfolio, because I do think it is one of the best portfolios out there. I think it's worth studying, and I think more people should study it. And from what I've been able to tell, um, what's what I love about Ray Dalio's whole situation is that I, I never understood why he did 30% U.S. stocks. I think he mentioned something like making sure that if you have stocks, at least have some international ones. I think it's important to have a combination of U.S. and international ones. So that's why I do think if you're going to have 
uh, 30% of your portfolio in stocks, you probably want to go Vanguard Total World Index. Gives you a full exposure to all like 9,000 different companies. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, 40% long-term bonds I think is good. Uh, 15% on intermediate term bonds is fine. 7.5% gold and 7.5% commodities is very brilliant because, you know, if all those other ones fail, you know, gold will probably shoot up in value. Commodities will probably go up in value. Things of that nature. So it's, it's all, it all depends. It all depends on your perspective. It, it really just depends on where you're coming from as an investor. Everybody's got different goals and outputs and outlooks and stuff. So it really just depends Ooh, yeah, I definitely got to put another book under this. <laughs> it's elevated a bit, but yeah. Um, yeah, from all, all my analysis, I, I think that the all-weather portfolio is actually a good portfolio theory to model, especially if you, I wish I would have seen, I wish I would have had this when I first started investing because you can, you know, when it comes to gold, there are ways to get gold. You can get, you can technically get exposure to gold from an ETF, but I do think that there's nothing better than actually having gold. Um, I don't personally have any gold, to be honest. I just got nowhere to store it. Um, but honestly, I think the stocks that I own are as good as gold. I own the banks, which is important. Um, I think owning banks is super important when it comes to stocks. But yeah, I do believe that gold exposure to gold and commodities is good. My best exposure to gold has been gold ETFs, I ain't going to lie. Silver ETFs as well. Um, it's the best exposure one can get, to be honest, because where else, if I think about it, where else am I going to get any real exposure if I have, because I have to hold it, you know, or I can have a company hold it, but, you know, honestly, I'd rather hold it myself, to be honest, but yeah, if I could, I'd get a safe, you know, gold vault or something like that. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I'd rather just keep owning, um, stocks, I think if you're owning great companies, it, you're pretty much, you're on solid ground for the most part. It's not always a guarantee, but, you know, if they're productive assets, they constantly have great earnings, stuff stuff along those lines, then you'll always be fine. But, yeah, um, but yeah, that's pretty much about it. You know, you want to make sure that 7.5% commodity, 7.5% gold, that's one of the big por portions of this. Well, I should say it's a small portion, but it does mean a lot. Um he's smart to have it's smart for him to have non-productive assets that appreciate in value over time in there um bonds then again are not a productive asset stocks on the other hand actually are and i i, I would actually replace um so the long-term bonds it would be best to well let's see yeah for long-term bonds you're better off with a uh you're better off i think keeping the long term and then um I would replace intermediate term bonds, the 15% ones, the 15% of the portfolio with real estate. Um, I think real estate's a great thing to have. Now, if you can't really afford real estate, you could always get like maybe like the Vanguard. Oh, what was it? The van, It's like a Vanguard REIT fund where it's like basically a bunch of real estate investment trusts that are shoved into one single index, um, which is kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's all shoved into one little index, and then you can basically, um, oh, what is it? You can, um, I'm a little rusty right now. <laughs> I'm so rusty. Um, 
essentially, essentially, you can at least get a massive exposure to real estate, a diversified exposure, by the way, to real estate, because you got all sorts of different properties that are you're exposed to from all the different REITs that are in there, and all those REITs have all those different properties associated to each one. Real, a REIT, by the way, is a real estate investment trust. Always consider those two. I think it's a great investment vehicle. Gives you great exposure to real estate without the risk of having to buy whole real estate, so kind of cool. But anyway, thank you guys for your time. I want to thank you all. And uh, stay safe, stay sexy, stay healthy, and have an incredible rest of the night. Bye.